This is All Things ANSYS, a podcast from the technical support staff at PADT. Episode 68, we talk about our favorite ANSYS mechanical features in ANSYS 2020 R2 and review what is new in the ANSYS world. Hi there, everyone. I'm Eric Miller, one of the owners here at PDT, and welcome to our podcast. It's an early start for me on a Sunday here in Phoenix. On Friday, we actually had our first rain in over 100 days, so we are very excited. In fact, that's all we talked about yesterday. Otherwise, we continue to hunker down at PDT. We got the process down now, and they're settled in for the long haul. We don't know when this is going to be over, but I think we got it, and uh, things are moving smoothly. We hope that you are safe and productive, and do feel free to read out to us if you have any questions or needs in these unusual times. Uh, Speaking of which, if you have not checked out the COVID-19 page on the ANSYS website, there are some great new applications available. One example is a low-cost, easily produced ventilator, which shows some effective use of CFD to optimize the mixing of oxygen into the flow of air. There's also one that is new to me that talks about mask fit. To find it, uh, just go search on your favorite search engine for ANSYS and then COVID-19, and it will show up at the top. Uh, It's pretty neat stuff, and I I check it out every couple weeks uh, to see what's new. Today, for our discussion, um, we're going to talk about a 2020 R2 mechanical. And even with almost everyone in ANSYS working from home, they released ANSYS 2020 R2 on time, and it is chock full of features. We're going to look at the most popular products here on the podcast and uh, discuss the 2020 R2 release with our engineers, what, what we find really interesting and worth sharing with everybody else. And we're starting with ANSYS Mechanical today. And lucky enough, we have Joe Woodward, uh, and he and I had a nice chat about our favorite features. Hey, Joe. Welcome to a discussion on, uh, I can't believe it's 2020 R2 already, so uh, here in, in July. Um, so you just gave a, a webinar on this, right, uh, last week, or was it this week? Uh, yeah, it was last week, uh, mm-hmm. last Wednesday, July 15th, um, on, so, the, on the new updates. In, in mechanical, and so we're switching it around a little bit from what we used to do. Um, we would talk to the engineer before we did a webinar, um, and we thought it might actually be better to talk to them after and just kind of hit, because the whole point of the doing it on the podcast is kind of a high-level summary, um, and then people can go back and listen to the webinar if they want more details. So speaking of high-level summary, what is your favorite new thing at 2020 R2? Uh Definitely the um, nonlinear adaptive mesh to be able Mm -hmm. to use that and have it um, be usable with remote loads and with uh, like name selections and things. Mm -hmm. So if you have a name selection that's a a group of elements, Mm -hmm. um, when the nonlinear adaptive remeshes, those new elements get put as part of that group. So you can Uh have... Uh, a load based on the name selection and the load still gets applied to the new elements. Or in the past, you couldn't even have a remote force or remote displacement mm-hmm. um, when you had a nonlinear adaptive remeshing region because mm-hmm. it would totally blow away all the constraint oh, equations. Wow. So now they remesh and they rebuild the constraint equations in the iteration. So as it goes. 
It's a lot of programming under the hood. We appreciate that. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's pretty um, cool. And along those lines, they've mm-hmm. also now, uh, you have the ability to use a convergence tool um, ah. with a an imported load. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of this kind of the same thing. They're remeshing, um, mm-hmm. but they're reapplying that imported load along the way. Good. So you don't, you don't pretty, lose the load. Yeah. Right. You don't lose the load. And I'm hoping that 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 would lead down the road to be able to use convergence tools when you have linked systems. Mm-hmm. So that it'll pass the new mesh from one system to the next, and, and reiterate on on the loads as it needs to. Ah, so, really good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, you can't do that. Yeah. So, yeah, some some That's really cool, cool things are, are coming. Hopefully, <laughs> really, really. So, my favorite thing that I want to talk about is scripting, which I'm a huge fan of. Um, and, and, and back in the day when this product was first released, Ansys Mechanical was first released, that was kind of our biggest complaint was there was no scripting built in. And over the years, they've added and added and added, and it's getting pretty robust. And at, um, this release, you can turn, if you turn on beta features, you can actually, there's, there is now a record capability in mechanical. Now we, I don't know how robust it is and how much it records, but when you make changes to your model, it builds a Python script for you that shows you how those changes. And as we know from programming and other programs and, and older ANSYS tools that have that capability, um, it's a great way, instead of figuring out what the command is that you want to put in your script, you just do it and then modify and parameterize it and stuff like that. So right. to me, that's a breakthrough. It is beta, so don't uh, base your new project on it. Um, what else uh, is new in scripting? So some of the, the – um, they're always adding to that scripting capability. So mm-hmm. now the, they've uh, you can get to the legends. Mm-hmm. So this is this is a big one. For a long time, people, you couldn't just set up an automatic legend. Right. Um, so now we can we can say you know a little five line script will be able to say whatever the max and min are currently, make them nine nine mm-hmm. contours in between and make them all automatic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, with the scripting tool, uh, we can make a button for that. So nice. you can change your your max or your min or your plot and then hit the button and have it mm-hmm. automate automatically spread out. Mm-hmm. The contours, things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can also yeah. copy a contour legend from one plot to another. Oh, That's very nice. Really helpful mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. be able to set them all up specifically mm-hmm. the same way. So that'll be That's really nice. Be um, there's also uh, oh access to imported loads. Uh, you can ah. now get in. So uh, imported bolt pretensions and things like that. Mm-hmm. You can now mm-hmm. access through the act. Python scripting mm-hmm. to be able to modify those as you need to. Yeah, let's get what their values are and change them on the fly. That's pretty cool. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah. for for the beta recording, if if anything, mm-hmm. as you're recording and things aren't there, mm-hmm. um, which, which happens a lot, of, like in space claim, as you're recording mm-hmm. for a long time, just certain things won't be there. Right. Um, right. They will add them in future. In future versions, a good point. You know that a good point. Don't is discourage. Just so, yeah, right. Yeah, they have to go into every. 
Yeah, every routine and add a function that says when this gets executed and recordings turned on, add it here. So that takes a long time to to, do, right. to right. go into all the all the different things the code does. Um, so that's that's pretty cool. Um, what what uh, what else did you did you really like in the in the release? Uh, well, there was the uh, you can now parameterize your material properties, uh-huh. which. Well, I shouldn't say your material properties, your material assignments, so that okay. on a specific body, you can swap materials. So maybe for uh, you can have a, a design study, mm-hmm. your design points, and one is aluminum, one's copper, one's gotcha. steel, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you can swap out those materials like that. So that was, that was pretty nice. Um, I wrote a blog article like four years ago on how to do it, but it mm-hmm. was – you had to have extra bodies in your model and a script that I wrote, a macro that you could add in and special name selections and all this stuff. <laughs> and the, yeah. the last yeah. the last line of my article is, I hope there'll be an easier way in the future. <laughs> and here it is. Lo and behold, it's easier. there. Yeah, it just has the little checkbox and make a make a parameter out of it on the assignments on each body. It's pretty cool. Or on a material assignments you can do a bunch of bodies at one time Mm -hmm. yeah when i was going through the list of enhancements that that was kind of the big thing that i noticed is there was just a lot of a lot of things that i think over the years we we thought it'd be really nice to be able to do this with a mouse click um and and they're putting those things in um as the uh, in this release especially it seems like a lot of stuff is in that category so right Right. Yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of add-ins that as I was looking through the updates, I'm thinking, well, we already do this, but then I realized, (laughs) yeah, we do it with a macro or some other, uh, multi-step, you know, process. Mm -hmm. And and now they have the, just the, the drop-down functionality and the details or something Mm -hmm. to, to add in. So, uh, quite a few enhancements like that. It's pretty pretty special stuff. I'm I'm excited about it and just making us more efficient on so many different things. Um, so another thing that I thought was pretty cool was um, why don't you talk about because I, I have a hard time getting my head around it, but the the reinforced elements and some of the new capabilities in that. Oh area. yeah, yeah. Well, a couple of versions ago, they came out with the reinforcement elements mm-hmm. um, that allowed so for like just a concrete wall mm-hmm. is the, the first thing that comes to mind. You can have just a, a solid block for your concrete, but then you mm-hmm. can put in line elements, uh, mm-hmm. beam elements for the rebar and the mesh right. does not have to match up. The, the mesh for the rebar is just floating in the middle mm-hmm. of the, of the overset mesh, I think is what they call it. Right. Um, for the for the concrete, so now they've expanded that capability. So now, uh, not only can you have line elements, you can have shells, just surface bodies within the solid body, ah. that work as these reinforcing layers. So for mm-hmm. electronics, you can have all your your trace, uh, your trace layer and your vias mm-hmm. and things, mm-hmm. just as little surface bodies in in the the solid body. Nice. So uh, that's huge. Yeah. yeah, You don't have to, you don't have to mesh all those little details. Yeah. Right. Right. Trying to, trying to 
well, and not only just mesh the little details, but then convert that mesh to the larger overall mm-hmm. mesh is where mm-hmm. it really falls down. Mm-hmm. So in this way, you can mesh those layers really finely mm-hmm. and still have the outer mold and the right. the board and everything with the coarser mesh. Um, so in this in this release, uh, you can set up those those layers, and they can either be treated as a as a shell body, which mm-hmm. just a homogeneous layer of material, mm-hmm. or you can tell it it's non-homogeneous and it's it takes it as a layer of individual fibers. Nice. So you can give it a fiber direction, and then heat transfer and stresses are only along those fibers in that direction. And you just specify what's the spacing between the fibers and what's the cross-section area. So they've done a really good job at, at speeding up um, the ability to set up these models mm-hmm. and then and then be able to run them much faster because you don't have all that mesh that you have to carry through the whole body. Mm-hmm. So that's, it's really that's, cool. That's big. So it's 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 concrete. It's it's useful with electronics, PCB boards, but also in in kind of crazy um, other composite materials where you've got reinforcing fibers and things in the middle of right. your solid material. So lots right, of different yeah. applications. Yeah, yeah. Anything yeah. anything that you have something buried inside of something else, mm-hmm. right? Um, but, but to reinforce it, and you can post process just on those objects. Ah, just see so those you objects. Can see what's going on on the fiber level mm-hmm. as, as well as the overall properties. It's really cool. Right. That's very cool. And, and related to that, if I remember correctly, is we've now got the ability to import trace for you. If you're doing the electronic side, the ability to import traces has been enhanced. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. They have um, another if, huge. Yeah. Yeah. Another, that they just gave one little slide on. Uh, it's like, Oh yeah. I by remember the way, spending, you know, two weeks doing that, you know, by hand basically. Yeah. Right. And now it's just a mouse click. Yeah. Right. Um, if you're in Workbench and you mm-hmm. uh, right-click on the geometry cell and say import uh, an ANSYS EDB uh, ODB++ or mm-hmm. an IPC2581, mm-hmm. uh, any of those formats <laughs> that are that any of the electronics <laughs> guys yeah. know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. um, the rest of us don't, but uh, <laughs> if you import that geometry, it automatically goes to a dialog box that imports that CAD geometry and lets you tell it, uh, you just check whether it's a block or a full fidelity of the model. So like you could bring in a, a full board that has a fan and all kinds of components all over it. And within a few seconds, you end up with just the board with all these blocks for your components. Or you can mm-hmm. go in and and say, okay, for this one, I want full fidelity, and it'll put in the full CAD. So it, simplifying your model down to a, a, a block form has always taken a lot, a right. lot of time. Now it's you know, a couple of minutes. It's really nice. That's, that's massive. Um, yeah. yeah. That's, I think it's another example. I, I don't know if this is true or not, but I'm suspecting that, uh, they, um, worked with the Sherlock folks. And that's one of the huge advantages of Sherlock is the geometry import and right. modeling capability. So I'm hoping that was synergy there. Um, you know, 
it's it's um um pretty cool a lot of the different it's things that this is a difficult release for me because um i i actually have to i think spend a day going through the release notes because everything's kind of all over the there's so many enhancements in so many different areas right but um one that we had talked about earlier that i thought was pretty cool was the ability to now import tabular data uh loads for cyclic symmetry so those of us that do rotating machinery, that's that's been one of those things. It's like oh, I can't read and import it. I can't read in tabular loads, and and now you can. So right, I thought that yeah. was pretty cool. There, there's for quite a long time. There's been a lot of limitations on the cyclic symmetry, mm-hmm. what you can do, and they, yeah. they're continually enhancing that and and improving on the types of loads and the. Um, just the, the ability to use cyclic symmetry with these different types of analysis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, my brain's bouncing all over the place on this. So an area that we probably don't want to go into in detail, though, and just point out is there were a lot of enhancements made to uh, crack modeling. Is that, that a valid statement? Seems like a lot. Yes. There was uh, most of the stuff in the update um, uh presentations mm-hmm. uh there there's maybe a couple of charts on one or two things uh mm-hmm. most of it's one chart per on mm-hmm. the smart fracture there was uh 14 charts uh, on, <laughs> on what's new this release <laughs> this type of thing so on on my webinar i only showed you know the the kind of the summary chart um and then uh, if you download the the file from from the webinar, it'll have the other uh, 13 charts in there describing what's been uh, added and enhanced. So definitely go look at that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But they've added some new uh, new formulations uh, and ability to do tabular tabular data option for your uh, DADN curves. Wow, okay. things like that. So yeah, I kind of might look. Yeah, my take on it is if you if you're using a third party code to do crack modeling, or if you haven't dived into dove in or whatever the past tense is into crack modeling, it's getting to the point where you should really take a look at what's there. I mean, they've made some huge enhancements in that area. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. Definitely um, with the multi mode crack growth, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's pretty impressive. It's it's even if you don't do it, I I like to look at it because I, I it's pretty amazing the remeshing and the way the crack grows and everything right comes such a long way, um and and like as, especially a little bit of crossover in additive manufacturing, but one of the things we look at a lot in additive manufacturing is what happens if I have a void here and it creates a crack, um because right. that can happen more often in additive, and um, you know there's a lot of things you can do with that now, um because the capability keeps on getting better and better. Right. Um, yeah. I've always got to look up the the smart crack growth. Mm-hmm. Smart stands for separating morphine adaptive and remeshing technology. Which <laughs> <laughs> is a great name. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of PhD theses in that acronym. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. pretty pretty impressive what they've done. Um, anything else to to pass along to the users? Uh. Oh, I'm looking through that. There's just so much. Um, yeah, a lot of little things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and just enhancements like the, the, uh, direct pressure 
effects mm-hmm. um, in the past. You always it always added Surface 154 elements. Um, in the last version, they made it so uh, you don't have to have that with solid elements. Right. In this version now, they've expanded that to shells and the line pressures on shell faces or shell edges. Edges. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, uh, you know, for a large model, um, you don't have to add those extra elements and that extra um, calculations into the model. You can just apply the pressures di- directly. So it's enhancements like that that are just uh, making large models uh, much easier to handle. Uh, in mm-hmm. fact, even on the uh, just on the graphics side within Mechanical itself, they've changed it so that you can uh, change an option so that if you have a large assembly, um, the graphics, the, the tree mm-hmm. um, doesn't build until right. you expand it. So like contacts um, and the geometry branch and things like that. Uh, just the the user interface doesn't mm-hmm. uh, go go back and calculate all that stuff until you're ready to open that branch and then it'll do it. So, just enhancements like that for handling really large models um, just keeps getting better and better. Yeah, because you're like you get really bogged down. Right. Yeah, another another great example um, that I like that that um, is an example of a small thing that can save hours of time um, is the import element orientations. So you can now define your uh, um, imported map, what kind of angles you want um, on your element coordinate system um, for, let's say you you run a a third-party code that does um, mold filling, right? Um, um, Right. And you've got fibers in there and those codes will predict the orientation of the fiber. So now you can you know, take that data and apply it to your model for your plastic material, and and get your proper directions, or right. composites, or whatever whatever weird, strange uh, material you've got that you need to put these element orientations on. So again, something right. that you would have to script maybe an APDL, um, kind of old school way that you can now do with just a table. So nice, right. nice. Yeah, they, there. they keep enhancing the the external data the mm-hmm. different things that you can bring in. That's a perfect example. Yeah, another one that we didn't talk about when we were talking before um, that, that I need to investigate, it's the, it's the first time I've seen um, artificial intelligence in mechanical. Um, and it's for um, the Shabosh, the Shabosh nonlinear material curve. Um, okay. Supposedly, it uses, and I have to look into this. I know nothing about it. I just saw one slide on it, uh, uh, and I haven't been able to research it. But supposedly, it uses um, some artificial intelligence algorithms to better fit the parameterization of the Shabosh nonlinear curve. So that's uh, kind okay. of a cool thing. Um, yeah, rather, I knew they were putting a lot of effort into that. Yeah. So I, th- I think the problem is, is you get some really scattered data um, from, from test data in, in that kind of uh, nonlinear behavior. And just doing a curve fit doesn't quite cut it. So they're going one step over. But, you know, whether that's really AI or not, I don't know. But <laughs> we can say now that we have artificial intelligence. The reason why I brought it up is we can say now there's artificial intelligence algorithms in ANSYS Mechanical. So um, yeah, that's I'm, pretty cool. The, the first time I start ANSYS and it says, hello, Joe. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> How was dinner last night? 
Yeah, totally. exactly. <laughs> Be like, I'm, I'm done. I'm good. I learned from Alexa that you had spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. It's happening. Um, well, cool. I, 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 you know, we've just scratched the surface, which was the whole point. Just kind of the stuff that excites us. Um, highly recommend that people listen to the the webinar where you go over some other stuff. And uh, what I always say is read. The, it really, if you spend all day using Ansys, you should really spend, you know, an hour every new release just sitting down and going through the release notes. And just right. so you know, you may not need it now, but, you know, in three months you may go, I think I remember reading something about, you know, the ability to do, um, you know, remote loads on remeshed zones. Um, right. It's right. cool now. Yeah. Yeah. And cool. in mechanical, in mechanical, if you highlight the project branch and go to the worksheet, that, that, list will come up. It comes up the first time you run, but right. a lot of people don't know how to get back to it. <laughs> That's right. It, it's there the first time and I'm like, I'm too busy. I've got to get my model done. And then right. yeah, <laughs> I have to go to the help to find it. But that's right. It's it's there and 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 the on the tree. So um there's just a lot the, the developers are working really hard. So take advantage of it. Um you know we didn't talk about all sorts of stuff like there's new preload capability, um some some new um contact detection algorithms. Um assembly hierarchy you know we could we could go for yeah. five hours there's <laughs> new new ways to to customize your interface putting buttons in and right. things there's um and and there's a lot that's in the uh in the release notes that i didn't put in the webinar either so right. uh, definitely yeah. go check out both so this is a feature rich um you know one other thing that i that i, I was having a discussion with a user um a, a week or two ago and they expressed a little bit of concern that ansys is you know looking at all these other physics and all these other solvers and are they going to neglect mechanical well take a look at the new feature list in yeah. r2 yeah, i can tell see. you no <laughs> they are not yeah. neglecting mechanical um it's Definitely it's not. fantastic stuff and leveraging stuff from those other areas as well which is pretty cool um and i think in a future uh webinar we'll talk about the solver side of things and um there's just been a lot of enhancements there as well so good stuff um any party shot or uh no, I always try to have something good to say, and I'm just, you know, stay home, stay safe. That's right. I know. It's like all we can talk about is staying home, staying safe, right? Yeah. So do do that. Uh, you do that yourself with your family as well as yourself, and uh, we'll talk soon about some other stuff. I really appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Eric. Thanks. Have a great day. You too. As you can tell, we were both uh, a bit amazed at all the different features that were available in this version of the code, um, and, and we just scratched the surface. Do read the release notes, look for what you're looking for, and check out Joe's webinar as well. You can get to that webinar and all the webinars that we do at PADT at www.brighttalk.com. You can watch them live or on recording. And as mentioned in the pod, in the interview, we've kind of switched it up. Instead of talking about some of these things before the webinar, uh, we're going to talk about them after and if you're interested you can go back and watch the recording uh, that way we don't have not so uh, stuck with uh, putting the two together all the time so hopefully you like that um, and to find anything on bright talk just search for PADT it's time for our regular scheduled commercial. Today, I want to talk about PADT's LS Dynet consulting services. We've been using LS Dynet since, well, before it was a commercial code. We have helped customers across the country model impact, drop, bird strike, and metal forming. Now that this is a leading solution for ANSYS Explicit Dynamics is part of the ANSYS family, now that this 
leading solution for explicit dynamics as part of the ANSYS family. This is live here, folks. We are carrying out even more projects that use it. Uh, it's, it's wealth of capabilities. So if you are looking at a project that is highly nonlinear, has fluid solid interaction, or is time dependent, reach out to PADT at info at PADTINC.com and let's see if LSDINA is the right solution for you. We're much better at running LSDINA than we are at recording commercials. All right, let's move on to the news. ANSYS stockwise, uh, it went down a little bit uh, on Friday, seven twenty-seven. It was at two ninety-three fifty-two. Uh, that's still up fifteen point two four percent for the year, um, where the S and P five hundred is up only three percent uh, since January first, as of last Friday. They one of the reasons why it's gone down probably a little bit. It usually does is that they're doing their earnings call on August fifth. That's also the reason why there's no new news. Um, so we'll talk about what they talk about next time we do a podcast. It'll be after that earnings call. So we'll share what they talked about and what we learned about the Q two the second quarter at Ansys Inc. I know that it's going to be an interesting year just because of this silly virus. Um, we don't have any news either at PDT. <laughs> there's, there's really not a lot going on and, uh, we don't have a quiet period. We don't, we're not publicly traded, but still nothing really to report. Uh, hopefully we'll have some new stuff to share with you soon. Ansys BlogWise, I found two articles that are worth sharing. Um, the first is called How the Art in Steam Can Inspire. It, it looks at adding art, that's the A in science, technology, engineering, art, and math, or STEAM. And uh, it looks at how, how adding that kind of makes it a better, uh, makes technology and such things better, science and technology better. It's an interesting perspective. Uh, it also looks at the end, it's from the folks at the Granta team. So it looks at how material selection can enable some of that creativity. Uh, how you come up with things that are maybe more aesthetically pleasing and you need to find the right material to make it happen. The second one is called Perform Parametric Studies with HPC Licensing in ANSYS 2020 R2. And it talks about, uh, well, what the title says, how to perform parametric studies with HPC licensing. This is a common tech support question that we get. So I highly recommend everybody check it out. It's something that I think we all like to do when we have the, uh, the need and it shows how to do it. We have nothing on the ANSYS side on the PDT blog, but you, I think, uh, I found, and I think you will find Pam Waterman's latest article interesting. It looks at using 3D printed materials for space applications, and more and more uh, launches are taking up 3D printed parts. So do check that out as well. We do have a webinar coming up that's ANSYS related. We're doing our fluent update on ANSYS 2020 R2 on August 5th at 11 o'clock. And that's going to be on brighttalk.com. So you can register on our website or you go to the events page on PDT's website, or you can go to Bright Talk and register there. Um, also, a reminder that on the 29th, which is going to be Wednesday, ANSYS is doing the Discovery Live launch. We highly recommend everybody check that out, even if you're not a Discovery user. Uh, we talked about it with them in the last podcast, and it's really cool stuff. And we recommend you watch it live. It's going to be a fun event. And uh, it should be exciting. Check it out. 
The other thing to mention, it's not really ANSYS related, but if you are located in Arizona and part of the tech community, I'd like to give you a personal invite to our fourth networking event. It's the fourth edition of the Arizona Tech Business Networking Event. It's on um, August the 6th at 5 p.m. Phoenix time. And it's a lot of fun. We're going to be using, we're not going to be using Teams this time. We're going to go ahead and switch to Zoom. Uh, Hopefully that'll be a little bit better as the group gets larger. I think it'll be a better platform for that. And uh, people just keep struggling with teams. So we're going to move to Zoom for that event. And that's all I got event wise, as well as for the podcast. So thank you for joining us once again, as always, we hope you find it uh, useful and useful enough to share with others. Uh, We'd love to have more listeners. Don't forget to subscribe at www.padtinc.com slash opt in. Spread the word out there and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast itself at your favorite podcast distribution tool and don't hesitate to reach out. Stay safe, stay smart, stay healthy, and then uh, be productive. Thank you for joining us for the All Things Answers podcast, episode 68. As a reminder, this podcast is not affiliated in any way with ANSYS Inc., and the opinions expressed are those of the people on the show only and not of their current or former employers. For more information, visit www.padtinc.com slash blog, and please share your thoughts and questions through podcast at padtinc.com. See you next time.